Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Practice Squad Jobber Podcast. Today, around the wrestling world, we've got news for you. Uh, it is me and my co-host, the one, the only referee, Clark Feldman. Clark, how you doing today? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Um, you know, first uh, snowfall or second snowfall here. So, as per usual in Minnesota, everyone forgot how to drive. Yes. <laughs> So uh, let's get into it. Um, you had mentioned, uh, I, I believe it was less than an hour after we uh, got done recording our last episode, um, something about a GCW wanting to do a Hall of Fame. So would you like to elaborate? Uh, tell us what you know about it. Yeah, absolutely. On January 22nd, GCW and Orange Crush are doing the uh, Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame. And, you know, like... Um, when it, when it comes to Hall of Fames, like, I, you know, there's there's a bunch, but I think, like, uh, once these announcements started rolling in, I'm like, okay, yeah, uh, GCW's doing it right. They're really uh, paying attention or, um, you know, giving, giving props to a lot of indie legends. So far, the announcements have been uh, Jerry Lynn being inducted by Sean Waltman, which... Awesome. They they had like a long long time running feud on the indies. I think a lot of people associate Jerry Lynn with uh, his classics with RVD, but you know, also also some Minnesota pride there from you know both of them being represented. Mm-hmm. Um, got the one the only homicide being inducted by Chris Dickinson. Um, homicide was like one of my favorites, like from when I watched TNA and. Mm-hmm. Um, just a just a really cool dude too. Like uh, you know, super super deserving of it. Um, Ruckus is being inducted by Sanjay Dutt. That's cool. Good for Ruckus. Yeah, absolutely. Another like folks like Ruckus, Amazing Red, uh, Reckless Youth. Like you know, super responsible for like a lot of the like the indie move sets for these days. Yes. You know. And the big one, like the big question mark. Dave Prezak, um, you know, uh, legend, legendary manager, uh, commentary, commentator, ring announcer, uh, you know, runs, runs a joint. Some of you might know called Shimmer. Yeah. Um, he was, he was the only announcement. Like they, they left it a big question mark for who will induct him. And right away, CM Punk quote tweeted it with a, you know, I might know a guy. So that would be really cool. Yes, it would be. God, it's so good having Punk back and, you know, having his pulse on the wrestling world, including the indies. Uh, yeah, that that's exciting. Um, good on GCW there, because, uh, I mean, it's like you said, there are a lot of Hall of Fames. you got the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, WWE Hall of Fame, uh, that really did impact Hall of Fame, that kind of focus on... Uh, those mainstream wrestling avenues but as far as independent wrestling uh when it comes to hall of fames it doesn't get necessarily the recognition that the others do and uh there are plenty of talents uh from the independents from history to today that are deserving of a hall of fame and just recognition in general for all of the hard work and sacrifice that they've gone through uh to make the careers uh that they've had Absolutely. Like, I, I, I would also like, 
I would also like to throw in my two cents. Like, it'd be great to see Daisy Hayes and um, Awesome Kong get inducted. Yes, they're, that they're would be awesome. Pioneers and Trailblazers. All right, so uh, moving on, we've got. Uh, there was a little bit of, um, little bit of caution and concern um, when it came to uh, Wrestle Kingdom recently. Um, and by that, uh, Japan uh, decided that they were going to bar foreigners traveling due to new, due to the new COVID variant. Um, so it was kind of all right. Well, what's that gonna? In uh, less important news, other than uh, the COVID variant, it was what's uh, uh, Wrestle Kingdom gonna look like with the amount of foreign talent that is on the card. Um, and uh, New Japan came out and said that it, uh, the new restrictions will not affect uh, any traveling New Japan talent. Apparently, they have visas uh, that give them access. It's more for uh, people who are newly and trying to enter the country. Um, sure. So but, it's not like you, you and I can be like, yeah, let's, you know, let's go. Right. But for somebody like Will Ospreay, it's not going to be an issue. He's still going to be there. New Japan clarified that they have talked to, uh, I'm not sure if it was the prime minister, uh, somebody very high up who would know, um, and they have been cleared to have all of their talent travel into the country. So Will Ospreay will be there. All of them will be there. Yeah, because I, I had heard like Ospreay and I also think Zack Sabre Jr. were the big like, oh, no, yep. this would be real bad if they're unable to be there. Absolutely. Uh, you've got the build with Osprey and Okada, and uh, I personally, that's that's one I can't wait to see. Um, yep, big same. Mm-hmm. So, uh, good news there uh, for the wrestling world. Um, we'll see how the world changes with this new variant. Uh, it just seems like it's not going away, um, and unfortunately, it's it just seems like no matter how many people you know preach you know let's get together get this over with mask up get vaccinated uh it's just falling on a lot of deaf ears and unfortunately i just think we're gonna have to try to outlast this thing yeah that's that's kind of the bummer because like it seemed it seemed kind of suspect when the wwe announced that um a couple of their canadian dates were getting canceled like mm-hmm. There's a lot of speculation on if that was going to be due to the borders getting closed again due to this COVID variant, or it sounded like it sounded like the official reasoning was they needed all of their uh, production trucks to be available for the Royal Rumble. Right. And uh, moving on to some WWE news or former WWE news, um, Fight TV. Uh, Taya Valkyrie was doing a Q&A and Fight TV had tweeted at her asking, where do you see WWE in five years? And she simply tweeted back, sold. Um, now this, obviously, uh, Taya is going to have, you know, probably more uh, insight than us jabronis. But uh, <laughs> the, uh, the rumors have been out that uh, Disney may be looking to acquire WWE with um, all of the roster cuts, all of the quote unquote budget cuts. Um, do you see that as the direction that they're going? Um, I know you've got friends in the WWE locker room. I don't know if you've talked to them. You don't have to name any names, but is that kind of the feel that you're getting? Sure. And I think some of them have speculated as such. Like, it seems like, like, uh, for, for my regular gig for the longest time, I was a contractor and I got 
brought into a lot of corporations and I would see this kind of thing where mm-hmm. um they would they would start to do budget cuts to, you know, look really good for the shareholders and then they'd bring in some jabronis like me to keep the lights on while they're they're figuring things out. Um yeah, it, it just it just kind of screams like super um super like corporate move. Yep. Yeah, that's the vibe I'm getting as well. Um it, it makes me wonder then, like, you know, like how the WWE tends to do like crossovers with like the Flintstones, things like that. Like, yeah, are they going to lean into it? Like, is Yoda going to do a run in? Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> and that that's a fair question. I mean, at what point does WWE just get rid of wrestling basically entirely? And is that. Is that something that we could actually see in the next five year, five to ten years? That's that's interesting too because, like, you know, they've all but you know the sports entertainment, um, mm-hmm. all of the, all of the, all of the no nos on like the commentary list. Like it, what what's like that Vince quote? Like we're making movies, pal. Like yep, it, yep. We don't it, do wrestling. We're making movies. It seems to like it seems to lean that way. And uh, again, with um, their new uh, scouting, uh, we'll get into it a little bit later about them looking for people who don't have backgrounds in wrestling. They don't want to go to uh, the indie well anymore. Um, I'm sure there will be a few exceptions, but uh, they want people who have no background or history in the wrestling industry. And uh, it just seems like there's a lot of red flags there as far as pure wrestling fans go um, when it comes to WWE. but. We'll see. I, I sort of see the, like, I guess we could jump into it. I guess um, I sort of see the line of logic there. Like, uh, from the bits I had read, they're looking to, like, partner up with some colleges where, like, yes. okay, we've we've got some athletes. Like, they're not going to go on to, the, like, maybe the NFL, uh, NBA, what have you, but um, they can they can gladly, like, start working their way into the WWE system. Yep, and, and what you're referring to is the uh, next in line program uh, that the that NXT is going to start running. Uh, if you haven't been following, uh, it's newly been passed where NCAA athletes can now make money off of their own license. Uh, the NCAA doesn't have sole rights to them anymore. Um, so for the longest time, it was you know video games as fun as they were. The uh, characters in those games they were replicas of real life people. Uh, who are not getting paid for that likeness being out there with that being gone with that being gone now they can work with companies like wwe um i i'm a big sports card collector so for example spencer rattler now former quarterback of oklahoma he was at the national signing autographs for money um that was a big no-no and a big taboo before um whereas now it's these kids uh young adults these athletes they can they can finally start making that name uh, making that money off of their own names and some instead of some big uh, NCAA making all of the money off of uh, the athletes who are sacrificing their bodies to make that money. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I was going to say that's yeah, get that money. Yep, absolutely. And uh, you know this is one of the rares where good for WWE. Um, 
this is going to be an avenue because like you said not everybody's path leads to the nfl or the nba or uh you know the olympics even oh so, yeah good yeah good good point there too so th- this could be an out uh, an outreach you know there's you you see the athletes maybe behind the scenes there is some charisma in somebody i know jim ross used to recruit heavily from college athletes um so right. you, look, you look at folks like you know like kurt angle i guess would be like one of the like yep and Kurt Angle, you know, like, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, um, or as Dan Housen refers to him, Rock the Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> yeah, the Dwayne. <laughs> and I think that even harkens back to like the territory days too, where like um, people would go into wrestling because they're like, "Well, yeah, I don't have anything to do while during football's off season, right? Other than train for the next one." Yep. So. Uh, uh, yeah, good, good on WWE there. Good on the college athletes that ended up giving it a shot. Uh, it's and maybe this isn't the worst thing. Um, you know, I think too, now... like like what they've what they've come to find with um, when when they've scouted a lot of indie people is um, like there is like the reason like when you scratch your head and you're like, well, why why is that person down in like NXT? Why are they at the performance mm-hmm. center? It's to train them to the WWE style, like where they're having to be super aware of um, like where all the cameras are, commercial cues, things like that. Like um, in a sense, it's almost like having to retrain some of these people where if they're fresh out of college, it's, you know, they're they're yeah. they're a lump of clay for them to mold the ZC fit. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, you definitely you've you hear that uh, NXT is more getting that talent ready for TV, main roster TV and such. Um, so uh, WWE's day one event that will be January 1st, 2022. Uh, the main event, at least the main event at this time has been announced. It will be uh, WWE champion Big E versus Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens in a triple threat match for the WWE title. Is something that piques your interest? Definitely. Um, I almost wonder though, like if Owens is going to eat the pin, yeah. And if that's if that's like a sign of like his booking lately, it it kind of it kind of leads to like he he might be all elite sooner than later. Yeah, and uh, you know I I'm really hoping uh, that AEW continues to be pretty open as far as their contract goes with uh, people being able to. Uh, Work indie scenes. Like, how cool would it be to see Kevin Steen back in PWG? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, man. Um, I just got, like, little goosebumps just thinking about that. <laughs> you know, that, that, yeah, like, I, I can't even imagine, like, lights go off and, you know, yeah, like a Mount Rushmore reunion. Yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll get into a few more of those names that may be on their way out in a bit. Um, anyways, uh, Nia Jax, or formerly Nia Jax, um, she was, uh, somebody had tweeted at her uh, on Twitter about a nickname that she could use for her new wrestling gimmick, um, and she had kind of laughed it off, but at the end had mentioned that it is highly unlikely uh, that she will wrestle again. Um, so it looks like uh, looks like it's over for Nia Jax, and that's something that she's at peace with, um, for better or, wor- or for worse. You know, you hear about the being her unsafe to work with. Um, you hear other people like um, Alexa Bliss say that 
she's one of the best people backstage that you can have. Um, so it, it's kind of uh, just, I wish wish her the best. And if she does come back at some point, hopefully it is with that um, keeping uh, their partner safety in mind. I almost feel like she might, uh, you know, like, sidestep into like fashion or modeling yeah yeah because she was she was a model before her wwe career correct i believe so yeah and Um, uh yeah go ahead there's there's also a part of me like uh i don't know like hot take city here but like um with a lot of the companies that tour a lot of the you know, a lot of the arenas and stuff are having vaccine requirements in order to yes, you know, get in there. So maybe that might be it too. Yeah, uh, I, I guess that was uh, the big reason why she was released, along with a couple others. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, honestly, we don't wish ill will on anybody who is released from their contract, no longer right. has a job. Um, but uh, we hope the best for her, and that if she ever does come back to this realm. Um, that maybe it's with a different attitude, at least from what we've seen on camera, if that makes sense. In other news, uh, Big Swole has announced that her and AEW have agreed to part ways. Um, she has been dealing with some health issues. She revealed that uh, she's been battling Crohn's disease, which uh, Jesus. is yeah, it's an ugly disease. Uh, my grandmother has it, and. Uh, you know, nothing but positive, positive thoughts and well wishes for Big Swole. Um, um, I think sucks. Uh, because like Big Swole was a regular at Fest Wrestling, so I've at least gotten to share the locker room with Swole uh, once or twice. And like, it, it's such a bummer. Like Crohn's is, uh, it, it makes me mad because like Swole is just so talented. Like Sky, yes. Sky was the limit for her, and yeah, it's. It's a bummer to see a lot of friends in wrestling like you know have to take a step back because of Crohn's and but you know yeah and uh, you know you remember the program with Britt Baker and how over big big swole was just crowd chanting swole 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 like she she was over and it, it just sucks that something like this um, is a setback but at least. Um, also, that um, three strikes match with Diamante. Yes, uh, it seems like based off of what she's tweeted that her mentality is that um, she's not going to let this end her career. Uh, she said that she wants to start a podcast. Um, she plans on wrestling uh, independent, the independent circuit in 2022. So it does not seem like it is the end for Big Swollen Wrestling. Um, she's Seems to have a positive mindset, but uh, we wish nothing but the best for Big Swole. And, uh, you know, uh, keep battling, girl. We're we're big supporters of you, big fans. And, uh, God, it just sucks to for somebody to have to go through something like that. Yeah, absolutely, because Jesus. Jesus. I wouldn't Christ. wish Swole that on is, anybody. Absolutely, and Swole is just so goddamn talented. Like, it's, you know, yeah, like you'd said, nothing but the best. So, Clark, are you a collector of anything by chance? Um, yes, I am. Uh, my my vice is retro video games. Okay. And uh, I'm a big sports card collector, uh, football, wrestling mainly. Um, 
So uh, have you heard what Impact is selling right now? No, I haven't. Like, this is, this is news for me. So they are selling for a limited time Slammiversary 2021, uh, highlighted by uh, Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan, and a limited time two-part VHS set. Oh, that's right. That's right, because um, I had heard as soon as... Pretty, pretty much as soon as that announcement dropped, they sold out. Has it already sold out? I believe so, yeah. Wow. All right, that happened quick. VHS um, is a pretty hot commodity. I've got a lot of friends that have turned that into a side hustle. Yeah, it seems like it's kind of going the route of what vinyl was a few years ago. Yeah, yep. And, um, like, the, I, I guess, like, there... Like the reason, like I collect like video games, even like movies and stuff, is I'm a bit of a purist. Like you can never really rely on, um, like the remastered versions and yep, remastered versions or like content being cut or even just like streaming services not having it. Yep, uh, big big gripe with uh, the new GTA tr- uh, remaster trilogy. Um, what's San Andreas without the cheat codes? Uh, it's it's not San Andreas to me. <laughs> Oh, you can't spawn like a billion tanks and whatnot? No, no jetpacks, no, you know, $250,000, you know, uh, no sets of guns. Yeah, so. Come on. Uh, And uh, spoiler alert, that that trilogy has not done well. Um, Um, (laughs) Just having flashbacks. All you gotta do is follow the train, CJ. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Shout out Big Smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Big smoke and uh, what's what was his uh, like totally not Wendy's order? Oh, like a number nine, two number twelves, <laughs> a number six, <laughs> a number seven with extra cheese. And it was uh, a <laughs> great game. If uh, I probably shouldn't have been playing it at the age that I was. Oh but yeah, like so many memories of that game. I, I that might be the game I've put the most hours of my life into at this point. I'm I'm pretty sure for like a lot of those games, my mom would like drive me to GameStop and I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Like he's he's staying at home, he's not getting into any trouble. Yep. Um so uh Cody's bonkers. He's uh he's a bit of, <laughs> Yeah, that madman. What the hell? He he's a bit on the nuts side. Um I, I will say, um Cody Rhodes has rubbed people around a lot of fans the wrong way uh for better or worse he gets booed at a lot of shows but nobody can say that the guy doesn't give his all in between the ropes i mean god that that bump he took through the flaming table like uh, even even with like you know like people are like what was that on his back like protective gel i'm like even with that like that was insane (laughs) like shout out to andrade for um like quickly putting both of them out because they were still on fire, and then yeah, but he didn't even notice. Like his shoulder was on fire, and Andrade had to like quickly pat it out. So good for Andrade. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, like, ah, uh, man, like first, like with Jericho and Gage seeing you know like light tubes and all of that on you know a national televised product. Now flaming table just straight out of EC dub. Yeah. I mean, cool, but uh, you know, Brandy did not go light um, on on that lighter fluid. <laughs> no, that was like, uh, like did uh, did Cody do something back home? Uh, 
that was yeah that wasn't like i'm i'm trying to start the grill that was like i'm trying to commit arson yeah <laughs> did he not get up with the baby last night uh <laughs> and, and then you know again the little uh not so subtleties that Cody does, uh, like when he was looking for weapons under the ring, pulls out the sledgehammer, um, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then tosses that aside and then grabs a golden shovel. And uh, oh, I know Christ. people shit on it, but I, I, I giggle at that kind of stuff. I, I yeah, like many like, feuds. Like, uh, I, what, one of my favorite things in the music business is band feuds, because I, it, uh, as petty as they are, I feel like that helps them produce their best music. What what was one of your favorite feuds? Mine was like, um, pretty much like ICP's like feuding with everybody, <laughs> literally everybody. Um, <laughs> like they feuded with Eminem. I'm pretty sure they feuded with Fred Durst. Uh, yeah, Slipknot for a little bit. I was more the uh, post hardcore route, so Escape the Fate and Falling in Reverse. Um, oh, oh yeah. Ish- Issues and Woe Was Me, that was a big one I really loved. Issues' best song to this day is still King of Amarillo. And that was their first song that they put out as a band, and it was a uh, reaction song to Woe Was Me's song called Vengeance. And the cool, cool, I I know we're getting off track of wrestling for a little (laughs) bit, just bear with me here. Uh, The coolest part for me is the screamer, Michael Bond, is on both sides of the track. So he's on the woe is me version. And then he is also on the issues version. And I had for both bands. And it's just, I, I love little, little petty shit like that. Uh, I guess like one of my favorites from uh, like the more like emo slash like post hardcore scene was taking back Sunday and brand new. Like they were, yep, they were pretty much doing like emo diss tracks to one another. I, I, I love that stuff. I don't know what it is. It's and I feel like the music's just so much better. Um because yeah, it, it, it motivates like... you to write, yeah. It, it it comes from the heart, you're pissed, it brings out real emotion, you know, whether it's petty or and stupid to the rest of the world or not, it means something to you and that's gonna that's gonna make good music. And I feel like uh there are a lot of talent when they leave a company like WWE that have that chip on their shoulder, and I don't, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world um, that they express that from time to time. I think like Arya Davari had mentioned, uh, yeah, like when he first like tried out, and they said like we're gonna pass on you. He kept that email around like that, like sorry, mm-hmm. like, and that that helped give that help added added a, a little fire to him every time like he'd he'd do a show like. I I think things like that are, you know, like a crazy good motivators. Absolutely. And uh, the people who say, who try to tell you what you should and shouldn't use for motivation, like, oh, you should be bigger than that stuff. Whatever gets you in the right mindset to push forward for your career and your dreams, do whatever it takes. I, I'm never going to shame anybody for using what they need to to motivate themselves to get to where they want to be. Plus, half the time, I think when they do that, they really mean, like, uh, maybe not so much publicly, just, you know, keep mm-hmm. it on the down low privately. Yeah, Cody, uh, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> no, that, like, wasn't wasn't it, like, right away, like, he shattered, like, a throne with uh, something? Yes, with a, with a sledgehammer, he, uh, he broke a thrones that had uh, very similar logos to Triple H's logos. Um... 
So yes, uh, cool little moment. Uh, I I will say that is still one of my favorite AEW matches. Uh, Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes. Oh, that was like, like that was the amount match. of blood was yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm still yeah. Getting deep. <laughs> but uh, speaking of AEW, winter is coming. Uh, this this Wednesday, next Wednesday, next Wednesday, December fifteenth. Uh, and the AEW title on the line, we are getting Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson. Uh, do you think they pull a surprise and maybe Danielson goes over or Hangman in this for the long haul? I think I think Hangman's in it for the long haul. Although I, I have loved the story of mm-hmm. uh, Danielson going around and picking off all of the Dark Order. Although I think he's a wiener for Ducky and uh, uh, Anna Jay. Right? Yeah, Anna Jay can scrap. Oh yeah, like he's he's afraid his head's gonna get kicked in. <laughs> so uh, that'll be a really good match. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, winter is coming. Last year we saw Kenny Omega go over John Moxley to start his title reign. Um, so it is one of those free specials that you get uh, that feels like a pay per view or at the very least a mini pay per view. Uh, so looking forward to that. Um, Stephanie McMahon was doing an interview with somebody, I forgot, I'm sorry, um, and, uh, she was asked about the Vince McMahon wrestle, uh, Vince McMahon Netflix documentary, um, and, uh, she has said that, uh, the plan is for it to be released in 2022, they just don't have a time frame for it yet, um, specifically which quarter it's gonna be released in for Netflix, but that it is coming in 2022. Um, is this something that you'll be watching? Is this something you have any interest in seeing? See, like I like that um, uh, one of the one of the fellows involved with the uh, 30 for 30 is involved. However, mm-hmm. since it is, you know, like being produced by the WWE under the yeah. like WWE umbrella, I think they're gonna really softball it. Because isn't. Uh... I, I believe this was a reaction to uh, the Dark Side of the Ring rumors that there was going to be a w, uh, Vince McMahon episode. Yeah, and I thought he was going to feature more prominently in like the like the steroid trial. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I've, that seems like to be one of the uh, like, catalysts. Yeah, yeah, and also like one of those like, hey, if we do another season, what would you like to see? Yeah, so um, let, let's start our new segment that we started uh, last week. Is Ric Flair still a piece of shit? Showtime! Woo! 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 Yeah, yes, still a piece of shit. Um, if you didn't listen to our last couple episodes... Uh, there's going to be Ric Flair news every week. He now has a podcast and, uh, you know, as Clark said last week, he could say the sky is purple. Um, and it would be breaking news by, from some wrestling, uh, media outlet. So we're just, we're not going (laughs) to delve into it. Um, I I think the us not delving into it and just declaring like, Hey, he's a piece of shit. Like that's, (laughs) that's, that's all you need for the, for our Ric Flair segment. Yep, uh, and if we're not going to cover it just because it's silly, it's stupid at this point, and it's going to be something every week, um, but we, we're probably going to keep doing the is Ric Flair still a piece of shit thing, but if you 
so badly want to know uh, what he said this week. It's not hard to find. Anyways, um, there are some people uh, from NXT that are on their way out the door. Uh, their last appearance may be tonight. Um, Kyle O'Reilly has declined his WWE uh, extensions that have been offered to him. And it like, seems like Johnny Gargano is out the door as well. I feel like KOR is definitely on on his way out. Like, mm-hmm. probably probably making a debut at... I, I, would, I would guesstimate, like, winter is coming. We'll see Kyle O'Reilly. So, uh, are we going to see an Undisputed Era elite feud at some point? That's that's what I, where I see this going, and I am all for it. I, I feel like, yeah, that's the move. Um, so... Oh, and uh, how about Gargano coming out to Rebel Heart? Um, God, oh, and and that gear just the being... yes. So Johnny, he it looks like he's done as well. Um, he said that he was going to explain everything on NXT Tuesday at uh, time of recording. This is Tuesday, and um, so we'll see what happens. But it looks like they are out the door. Uh, other people, uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Pete Dunne. WWE like to do this shady thing every now and then when they can, where a wrestler is at the end of their contract, where WWE will tack time on due to time that was taken off to recover from injury. So, uh, Tampa and Pete Dunne still locked down by WWE, even if they don't want to be. I I had thought, like, uh, with Pete Dunne, he had re-signed, whereas, like, Ciampa is up in the air. Uh, what I had heard was that both of their contracts have been extended, not by agreement, but due to uh, injury time. Okay. Uh, could be wrong. Uh, we could do more research into that and follow that up next week. Uh, gotcha. But yeah, bummer for Ciampa, because it seemed like a while he's he, he's seen the uh, the writing on the wall as far as what the direction NXT is going. And even after this most recent war games, you can see they are phasing out um, the black and gold NXT uh, talent that made the best version of NXT, the best version of NXT. I I feel like, I feel like this, uh, this last pay-per-view is a swan song for that era. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, and Brian Alvarez had mentioned uh, Beth Phoenix had just announced that she would no longer be doing commentary for NXT. Uh, there were rumors that she would be in the storyline on Monday Night Raw with her husband Edge and uh, Miz and Maurice. And good to see Miz and Maurice back, by the way. Yep, yep. And uh, it, she had posted a picture yesterday, uh, about 22 hours ago, of her... Uh, holding a smaller hand in what looks like a hospital bed. Um, so we just, we hope Ruby and Lyric are okay. Um, she didn't really clarify. There was a lot of speculation in the comments about it. Don't have an update for you about it, uh, but hoping everybody's okay and everything is okay uh, with the Copeland family. Um, and Brian Alvarez had mentioned that multiple people had told him in the NXT locker room that NXT is just not fun anymore. I can see that. Like there, there's been a couple other people had mentioned if it, it seemed really weird without uh, Triple H involved. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and yeah, like with I'm I'm curious to see how things play out with Gargano because like he might 
he might just opt to be a stay-at-home dad while uh, Candice LeRae does her thing. He might end up like elsewhere. Like, he might even resign. I'm not sure. I, I could see him doing the indie circuit. I mean, and we're seeing more and more now with people like Matt Cardona um, that it is a viable option now if you are a big enough name to make a career. You pick your own bookings, where you're going. Um, it, I, it would be pretty cool to see Johnny Gar- Gargano on the uh, independent scene. Pretty cool. I also see him do more seminars. Like he was yes. um, over out at AIW in Cleveland. Him and Candice LeRae were um, like the the two trainers there. Um, and other NXT news. It looks like WWE will be retiring the Cruiserweight Championship again. Um, <laughs> I mean, like what? Like two hundred five Live is like two dudes. Like uh, yeah, um, I, uh, Spanky yeah, I, and I forget who else. Yeah, I I can't say I've kept up with 205. <laughs> but uh, it looks like that that title is being retired again. Um they've never really known what to do with the cruiserweight division. At least uh, this with, time it wasn't like uh Swoggle wins it and then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, point. you know, no no offense to Swoggle like uh, lo- love love the fellow, but I just kind of seem like a like, yeah, we're really going to put the nail on this title, like, put the last coffin nail into this title. Oh, yeah, and he, yeah, I've seen interviews with him where he doesn't dance around it. He kind of leans into it as, uh, like, uh, if you were put in a storyline with Swoggle, it was uh, it was for something to die. Uh, the Cruiserweight title, for example. Um, yeah, uh, but um, that is... That may be it for the cruiserweight title. I'm sure it'll get brought back in some capacity four years from now. Uh, be extremely watered down, and <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's move on to let's move on to some happy news. Um, Hikaru Shida is taking some time off, um, and is to go and be a part of a TV show that I guess she has been a part of before in Japan. So make that money, girl. Do your thing. Um, We'll miss you while you're gone. Can't wait to see you back. Uh, I've become a pretty big Hikaru Shida fan. I, I think she's, I think she's one of the top ten uh, women's talent in the world right now. I agree. Like, so, um, yeah. I was looking up. Uh, Shibata sounds like he's healthy enough to return, which that's going to be fucking amazing. He did mm-hmm. that. Um, recently did that exhibition match with uh, I think it was Zack Sabre Jr. Um, God. I bet that was a classic. Yeah, yeah. It. It, it sounds like his move going forward is he's going to be more of like a like a grappling based style. So hopefully, no more headbutts. But I am so fucking pumped he's back. Mm-hmm. And uh, in other new signings, new uh, uplifting news, Tony Nese has signed with AEW, and I gotta say that was not one of the names moving from WWE that I that I uh, thought would be signed by AEW but he has been so good for Tony see that. like I I wouldn't be surprised if Aria was like not too far behind they yeah they tagged a lot on 205 live and they were considered kind of like the the backbones of 205 live like helping get people prepped and ready for TV like whether they're at like 205 or like NXT or you know kind of they they pretty much got just like place wherever they needed to be mm-hmm 
Yeah, those uh, Swiss Army Knife talents where you can just have them do whatever, plug them in any scenario, and they're going to thrive. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully Arya's not too far behind him. Um, Scotty Tuhati is a free agent now. He announced that he was leaving uh, WWE um, as a trainer, and uh, he has announced that um, what he his goals are for next year, and uh, after each one, he added have fun. Uh, but he wants... <laughs> He wants to wrestle on the independent circuit. He wants to wrestle on national TV again. He wants his kids to be able to see him wrestle. Um, so good for Scotty Tuhati uh, getting out there. He's going to be doing his thing. If he's if he's wrestling at an independent territory near you, definitely something worth going to see. Would love to do a meet and greet with uh, Scotty Tuhati. I feel like he's gonna he's gonna be one of the ones for Mania Week, or it's gonna just be yep. a lot of bizarre like fever dream. Like holy shit, I didn't know I needed this match. Yes, yeah. Uh, let's do that. Let's do some fantasy booking. Who would you like to see Scotty <laughs> to Heidi wrestle on the independent scene? Uh I'm. <laughs> I don't know why, but the first one that comes to mind is Effie for me. Effie would be a good one. Yeah. I just, um, that was just the first one that popped in my head. <laughs> yeah, first first one that popped in my head of. Mm, mm, I keep going back to someone like Suzuki, like if he gets <laughs> brought in for. Suzuki is just kind of my default, like because he's done like, the like grappling, like uh, yeah, comedy, like who knows? Like, How cool is it to know that he's he was doing independent shows like around here like just god that's Minoru suzuki like bucket list item being able to officiate one of his matches and where i'm going with that too is like um i've unfortunately like it seemed like the the match got lost uh like on youtube but there is a really fucking good norman smiley Minoru suzuki match that's gonna be any of you out there can seek it out yeah big wiggly norman smiley Total shooter. Like I could I could see them like having some weird like blood sport banger. Yeah, and uh let's let's get into uh some some a little bit of Saturn news. Uh video released of a WWE house show event. Um where it seems Jeff Hardy's relapsed, um was struggling in in the match, definitely got uh bound for glory, uh flashbacks. Um he was in yeah. a six-hand tag and uh, was having trouble, was getting really sluggish, and just ended up walking out of the show, um, out of the match. He he hopped over the guardrail and was just gone. And uh, WWE removed him for the, from the tour. Uh, Matt gave an update during an interview he was doing and said that Jeff is okay and that he is at home. So, um you know, best wishes to Jeff. Uh, he it's it's been well documented. He's had many struggles with addiction over his career, and um, it's unfortunate. Yeah, like it just seemed like such a bizarre video, too. You know, mm -hmm. brother tags out and just kind of makes his way through the crowd. Yeah, um, it it was odd, so. and we've had some. We've had some talent pop up in other promotions that have recently been released. A lot of 30 days, 90 days are coming to an end very soon if they haven't already. Uh, first one, I'm not familiar with this promotion. You might be. Uh, MCW, uh, Scarlet Bordeaux, 
uh, popped up and uh, pulled out a Canadian destroyer. And so she was not with Killer Cross. It was just her. So good on her. Um, she made her MCW debut. Looked like she was having a really good time. Um, so yeah, do you know anything about MCW? Uh, thoughts on Scarlet being there solo? And uh, yeah. Um, to be honest, I I guess I don't know too much about MCW, but Scarlet was um, Scarlet was like all over the Indies before like WWE. Like she was. Um, out at like AAW in Chicago a lot, which is kind of mm-hmm. like one one of the like like for a while there they seemed like the like the PWG of the Midwest or kind of seemed to have that like booking philosophy. Yeah, that's uh, it's a promotion I didn't know a lot about before this year, but uh, the more and more I see it, the more and more I like, and the more I want to go out and see a show. Um, so uh, that's something. Maybe uh maybe we do some wrestling New Year's resolutions soon in a in a wrestling episode. Um, sure, um, I, I think that could be fun. Uh, one, uh, the, one of the ones that was immediate. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, nope, one of the good. ones that was immediately on my radar. Um, February fourth, twenty twenty two. Biff Busick is returning to Beyond. So put that finger up, put on bro him, uh, he's, he's back. Biff is back, so I know you will be uh, doing whatever you can to see that. Um, yep. <laughs> so, uh, big Biff supporters here. Um, and uh, other talent to pop up, uh, su- kind of surprisingly, uh, Matt Cardona showed up at NWA, uh, jumped Trevor Murdoch from behind at the end of the pay-per-view. Held up the NWA uh, World's title, and uh, looks like he's going to be in that picture. And uh, NWA has not been shy about working with talent from other promotions. Just this last uh, pay-per-view event, Hard Times 2, they had the Impact Knockouts title and uh, the Ring of Honor Tag Team title. So uh, the Forbidden Door is definitely open over at NWA. I think, like... That's that's probably like the smartest move for them to do too. Is, mm-hmm. um, you know, help help draw some eyes to NWA with you know bringing in people from Impact and you know all over. Yeah, and uh, Matt, take off the jacket. That's not yours. Yeah, that's Effie's. Like, quit, quit it. Yep, get give it back to Effie. I will say, Matt Cardona has. This is probably the peak of his career and uh to anybody who didn't think he could draw he's really proving otherwise right now uh the little gcw (laughs) feud he had with uh moxley where he came out and uh was it a robe and he was doing like the moxley strut yep and like and now he's doing the everything like the dude is determined to get heat and he's been getting uh old school heat so good for him he's really working crowds right now like like, uh, like two things for me with Cardona. Like, one, like, you know, he was, like, the OG at, like, getting yourself over on the internet mm-hmm. and going viral. Like, you know. Yep. Big big fan of uh, Long Island Z. And two, like, I didn't know how much, like, like, uh, like delusional E-guy, like, being a big fish in a small pond, sort of. Like, 
how how much that would work as like a like a heel gimmick. Yeah, because uh, I mean, especially in the GCW crowd, yeah, you come out and be like to just reject it entirely. Yeah, calling himself an ECW original because he was on like the the terrible rebranding. <laughs> like I was like, I'm not gonna bite, but man, that is good. Like that almost got me to be like, yeah, he's uh he's doing well for himself right now on the independent scene. And the last one to pop up, at least that I've seen so far, um, uh, Taya Valkyrie uh, popped up on the big screen uh, at AAA, and looks like she will be feuding with Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, so good for her getting that work in. And I, you did mention before the show that there was a PWG debut or re-debut. Yeah, Jonah Rock's gonna be Jonah Rock's the first entrant in the Battle of Los Angeles. Like that's. Bola is like their big, big show. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's all I've got for news. Clark, did I miss anything? Anything on your radar? Um, I I kind of uh, covered I covered my pieces. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back next week. Oh, and uh, the interviews aren't done. We uh, we've got one that we're working on lining up. It's just getting schedules lined up uh, for all three of us. But uh, we've got a big interview coming up that I think a lot of the locals are going to enjoy. Uh, I've had a few people say, "When are you going to get this person on the podcast?" Um, so it looks like soon. We're not going to announce the name just yet. But uh, there are things in the works, and we've got some pretty cool plans for 2022 as well. So uh, take care, everybody. Stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Peace.